From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Thursday, June 16th. I'm Sarah Wright. The Ukiah City Council took two actions in response to drought and climate change last night when they unanimously approved a climate emergency resolution and agreed to participate in a voluntary water-sharing agreement with other water users on the Russian River. The city has a sturdy groundwater basin and holds durable senior pre-1914 water rights to flows in the east branch of the river, which is also the destination for water that's diverted through the Potter Valley Hydropower Project. The voluntary program affects water users in the upper Russian north of the Dry Creek confluence. The agreement was written by Phil Williams, Ukiah's special water council, and was approved by the state water board on June 7th. The program is intended to provide water users with a framework within which senior rights holders can reduce their water use by a certain percentage so that junior rights holders are not left high and dry. Participants who have until June 20th to sign up commit to reducing their surface water diversions using a monthly average based on their water use during the years 2017 through 2019. They'll continue to keep track of how much water they use and agree not to challenge one another's water rights. The maximum water use reduction for pre-1914 water rights holders like the city of Ukiah is 20%. The program will end when the deputy director of the Division of Water Rights determines that there's been enough rain to alleviate water supply shortage, when the drought emergency proclamation is withdrawn, or if the program starts having an adverse effect on non-participants' water availability. Sean White, the city's director of water and sewer, told the city council that the current legal structure for water rights makes it hard to distribute the diminishing resource in a way that benefits the community at large. He said the water sharing agreement was ironed out after last year's bruising negotiations with the state over the program to haul water from Ukiah to Fort Bragg. You know, under the current water rights system, the way it works is juniors in a really dire situation like last year essentially get nothing. And if you're senior enough, you you can get everything. I don't think myself or Phil have any real opposition to um, existing California water rights. There's a lot of things that, you know, are are based on that. And and this doesn't undo any of that. What's in front of you just creates an alternative path. If you don't want to go down that road and you want to just do something that is voluntary, that you feel is more equitable and really by being equitable, it's kind of better for your overall community than having people that have everything and people that have nothing. And that is sort of the the overall premise of uh, the agreement that's in front of you. The program depends on how much water makes it into the east branch of the Russian River through natural means or by way of the diversion from the Potter Valley Project, which is owned by PG&E. PG&E has asked the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission to approve a variance, a request to reduce the amount of water coming out of Lake Pillsbury to 5 cubic feet per second. Water managers were expecting five times that much, plus a 5 CFS buffer. Williams said he expects a decision from the commission in a few weeks, and that approval of the variance request would probably put a hold on the agreement. If PG&E is only hitting a 5 CFS release, this program likely will not become viable, meaning it won't become operative until September 1, likely. Uh, if there's more water than that, this program would be viable and operative before then. But what happens in this program, sir, is we, we essentially create a separate block of water. Participating water right holders are, would agree to not divert a certain amount of water, thereby keeping that water in the stream that would be available to other participants further downstream. So to your your question, sir, we won't be inundated with requests for this water 
because it's more passive than that. We're creating a block of water along with, uh, we would be creating a block of water along with other participants that makes that water available. The program is a little like an insurance pool in that it only works if enough healthy people, or in this case, senior water rights holders, sign up for it. White said that's why he thought it was important for the city to sign on. There's a certain level of critical mass that needs to happen for, for this program to, to be viable. Uh, one of those is um, people signing up, in particular senior right holders, um, because they're the people that will have uh, a resource that can be reallocated to juniors. So if only juniors sign up, then it really won't work. So I think that's one of the reasons that it's important that, that the city uh, agree to participate. But there also does need to be enough resource to share, period. I, if the year goes as it was intended, I think this will be um, great for this year. The PG&E variance is a bit of a wild card in this whole situation. And, and even if it ends up sort of negating this program for a while, having this in place and having us being signatory still creates an alternative path for the next route, which we know is probably not that, not that far away. The Climate Emergency Resolution, crafted by Climate Action Mendocino, cited drought among the many reasons for the city to endorse the declaration of a climate emergency. It builds on the city's current environmentally conscious efforts like recycling water and cooling the streets by planting more trees. It also calls for rigorous policy practices like updating the zoning ordinance and conducting energy and waste audits on city buildings. Helen Sizemore summed up the gist of the 16 letters and all the public comment on the item. We all voted for you, and this is what we want. (laughs) Mayor Jim Brown did so, along with his colleagues. You came prepared with science. I met with Ms. Mito personally. She provided me information that I found very rewarding. So I really want to thank the Climate Action Group and on their preparedness. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news, with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.